0: Last spring, you chose hard-working seed, but did it work as hard as you did? At NK Seeds, we know that all the time, all the effort comes down to this. All that matters now is yield and how the seed perform on your acre. Because you can't fake performance, and bushels don't lie. Local results coming soon. Visit nkseeds.com harvest
1: as an agribusiness expert with Alliant Energy and a farmer, I know how important it is to get the most out of your land. I know that also applies to getting the most out of how your farm uses energy. That's why Alliant Energy offers free farm energy assessments. With a farm energy assessment, someone like me will find all kinds of ways to help you save money and energy. We can even connect you with rebates to help make energy equipment upgrades even more affordable. Schedule your free assessment at farm slash assessment
0: You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Bronco's Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge.
1: So welcome in, everybody. This is the Mile High Huddle podcast i got that right yeah mile high huddle podcast i'm scott kennedy your guest host today and for chad jensen who is still on the road heading back from denver heading back from denver um and this is zach kelberman who has been in transit and has had the trials and tribulations of the the travel that goes with it but we had a blast in denver didn't we zach
2: Yeah, it was nice meeting you, Scott, finally, and hanging out with everyone, and uh, it was. The turnout was better than I expected, and we had so much fun yesterday getting ready for what I thought was going to be a Broncos upset win, and you can tell right now I don't have much of a voice left. All the trash I was talking to 49ers fans that crossed my path, they were pumping their chest out, they were flexing, they were trying to clown on the Broncos with all their memorabilia, all the regalia on uh, before the game, Scott, walking down the streets of Denver, funny, I walked last night around Denver after the game. No Niners. I mean, and, and the same people who were wearing them, they, they took them off in private, you know, and put a shirt on or you know, they took their hat <laughs> off. It's amazing that uh, how quiet they were. And each and every single person I passed, whether it was in a, a carriage, whether they were walking, whether they were looking at me or not, I said, but y'all lost, though. Y'all lost the game. It was it was a lot of fun. I'm just saying. Yeah,
1: it, it was it was a good time. There was a lot of red there. I'll be surprised. That was my there first was game. That was my first game at the at the stadium, and um, I gave my gut reaction a little bit last night in the wee hours of the morning for me at the end of a 20 hour day. So apologies if I wasn't completely coherent. You might not be able to tell anyway. Scott, you're never coherent. Um, but you know, I want to I want to kick this back to you with the questions that Ash Zach is asked almost every single Sunday. What was your gut reaction to this win?
2: A win is a win, is a win. And you're right, Scott, you never apologize for them. It's so hard to win in this business. And it was ugly on offense for both teams. It was a defensive Mm -hmm. struggle fest like a lot of people, including myself, predicted it would be. But the Broncos defense came up clutch a Giro Evero for president that's what I firmly believe what he's done with this defense that's missing Justin Simmons that missed PS2 last week they get it done in the clutch and for the first time since Wade Phillips they're forcing turnovers and taking matters into their own hands I could not be more impressed with what a Giro Evero has done on offense it was a lot like the Texans game to me where it was struggle for three and a half quarters but you saw why even in brief moments, the Broncos made that trade for Russell Wilson Why they paid him $250 million, the back shoulder to Cortland, getting them down to the red zone, and Melvin Gordon not fumbling when he actually hit pay dirt to get the Broncos in the lead and uh, a lead they would not relinquish. So I was very impressed by the defense. Offense has some work to do, but I thought Hackett looked a little more composed, Scott, mm-hmm. a little more like an NFL head coach and not like an incompetent boob. <laughs> love
1: that expression bar it's a low bar we had set there with incompetent boob um so that was a low bar but oh man i you know i i've tried to you know try and play the the other side of the melvin gordon thing it's like well you know he's his contract because you know i didn't i didn't come into this with well i didn't like him as a san diego charger i didn't didn't care about him as a san diego charger so that didn't really matter to me and the, the contract i'm like well there's money available his contract isn't preventing you okay the fumbles okay i can apologize away reaching away and getting one knocked out on fourth down it's
2: every time he touches this
1: one was twice and frankly as he was laying there like scooping it up he fumbled again on the ground they called it dead i was like that was two fumbles on the same play i'm like okay you know what i've had enough it's too it's too scary because i'm with you you're 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 holding your breath every time he runs the ball, and it's that 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 is not a good feeling. Just, you know, when you've got a quarterback that every time he drops back to throw, you're just like, please don't be an interception, please don't be an interception. That's not a good feeling. Um, so I'm with you on this one. My my gut reaction on this, and I'll try and keep this short since I just went off on uh, on Melvin Gordon was a, a little bit of the the defense, like you said. You know, going in, we talked about the aggressiveness of the defense. Uh, would they be more aggressive? We had several questions. Will they be more aggressive? We thought they would be. Can they get more takeaways? We thought they should. Would they give up more big plays? I thought they would. They haven't. Um, can they get a big stop when they need it? And they and can they actually win a game for you instead of just playing not to lose? Yes, 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 yes. This defense will keep you in every single game while the offense get things, gets things fingered, figured out. That's going to be a lot of fun. My, my gut reaction to this game was – ugly game yet still incredibly entertaining it was bad football It was really good defense it wasn't just all bad offense but there was some bad offense in there too um but it was incredibly entertaining and I had a blast of the game and thanks to uh Dale for the ticket uh for for setting me up and 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 having me go uh
2: means a lot to me I had a blast I can't show y'all, but I'm actually sitting on a donut right now. The amount of times I have to clench watching Melvin Gordon touch the football is embarrassing. Scott, it's every single time. And more people are catching on. It's not me hating him. I know the whole Merlot thing is kind of played out by, by this point, but it's not me imagining it. You cannot trust him with the ball in his hands. And last I checked, as a running back, that's his sole responsibility, and his sole job is not to cuff up the football. But he didn't when he counted the most and the Broncos eked out an ugly win but you know what scott good teams win the ugly games playoff teams win the ugly games ask the bills that you know ask the kansas city chiefs that at the end at the end of the season they
1: don't ask you how they ask you how many and yeah. it, it doesn't matter an, an ugly win is better than a pretty loss in there every time but you know i, I right when i was titling this you know, you're you're you're. We're used to hearing "Let's ride, let's ride." I was like, man, that was ugly. That was that was an ugly win. I'm like, all right, well, we're riding dirty then. That's all right. We're riding <laughs> dirty, but get the W. I'm I'm okay with that. I'd play the music for it if that's how I wanted to intro the riding show. Riding dirty. Uh, if, uh, if they wouldn't have uh, if they wouldn't flag us the YouTube guys, but you know who uh, who's riding dirty with us tonight is Sam Bam coming in. It says good evening, Zach and Scott. I'm still in shock that the Broncos pulled out that win last night. Credit to Hack and the Broncos for getting an ugly win over a tough 49ers team. Just got to get the O going now. Go Broncos. This is. This is a good team. I picked the 49ers to win this game because I didn't quite believe, and I'm a believer now, the defense can win you games. I was afraid of what that that 49ers defensive line was going to do the, to the offensive line. Those fears were were correct. Those were proved to be true. That The offensive line was bullied in the trenches pretty much most of the game. But the defense, and considering you're rotating guys in there, and that's what's amazing, Zach, is the defensive rotation. This is Josie Jewell's first game. He looked like a pro bowler out there. Uh, No more Josie Jewell hate. This dude can play ball. He is an important part of this defense.
2: Except when he's matched up on Debo Samuel one-on-one, but that's more of Kyle Shanahan scheming that open. But, uh, yeah, Jewel, I'm not a big Jewel fan. Uh, I, I don't think you were either, Scott, but he played, like you said, really good ball yesterday. The entire defense really batted down, and uh, you saw the, uh, the the presence of PS2 out there holding things down in the secondary. You can imagine when Simmons comes back what this defense is capable of, but once the offense clicks this is definitely a playoff team based on a three-week sample size the defense is back to the wade phillips days where i think you put a best guy they can win because of them not in spite of them or as a as an afterthought
1: yeah last year it felt like the offense you played not to lose the defense you played not to lose well who's playing to win who, who was out there playing to win last year this year everybody's playing to win it might not hit on all cylinders all the time but you've got enough
3: st- getting that just right temperature
0: Paid for by America First Legal.
1: Strength on that defense to keep you in a game. And then uh, I said it last night, you know, this is why you brought Russell Wilson in. And, and the word I couldn't think of last night because it was the end of a 20-hour day was improvise. You know, his, improv- his, his ability to improvise on a broken play is a – it needs to be a benefit. It needs to be a bonus, not the basis of an offense. A broken play is no basis of an offense. It's, you, you can't. It's not sustainable. But in a two-minute drill, which is one of the reasons I said, "Hey, let's let's do some hurry up. Let's go some hurry up, some shotgun, some four-wide stuff," which they did come out with yesterday. It wasn't effective, but they did come out with that. Um, that it's nice to have that in you know in his locker where he can go to that and the improvise improv. He can improvise when he needs to. I still <laughs> can't say it right. It's been a long weekend, man. It's 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 like wait a minute. What do you mean I was in Denver this time last night watching the Broncos? That's just
2: crazy. It's just twenty-four hours ago. Don't worry, dynamism. That's my uh, that's my trip up word. So we all have one, we all get one. I know what I wanted to say earlier about the offense and not just the defense. I've had enough of Cameron Fleming. And I know it's a tough assignment going up against Bosa and that defensive line, but he's getting cooked each and every game. I don't know what's going on with Billy Turner, but he really needs to get in the starting lineup. I don't know what the coaches see who, in Cameron. Who
1: Fleming. is this Billy Turner you we keep hearing about? I'm I'm telling you, I'm I'm it's Billy Lochness Turner. You know, I I don't, I'm not the Sasquatch or the abominable snowman. I, the second cousin to Peter, the rabbit, I'm not, I don't think this guy actually exists. So, you know, he's been like full, we're going to give it a try and try and do this the right way. I've been hearing that since the second week of August. Yeah. You know, we're knocking on the door of September. I'm going to go as Billy Turner for Halloween Um, and it will be the first sighting we've seen of him. So, you know, I'm kidding to a certain extent, but the deep, the offensive line, was was bullied yesterday. No, no two ways about it. But then again, we talk about the unit. The unit's supposed to be as strong as its weakest link. Well you you've got your fourth guy in at, at right tackle and you've got your backup in at right guard. Let's see let's see this unit when it's where it needs to be. I still don't think it's Cushionberry. I still don't think it's Reisner, but at least maybe you can have those two guys team up to be one player instead of having Glasgow who's mobility challenged on one side and Reisner who is strength challenged on the other and Cushenberry who's getting driven straight backwards anytime someone bows up on him that uh you know I want to see all of the guys in there because this time Zach I said in the first game why are you running behind those guys you got your backup right guard and your fourth right tackle in there why do we keep running right the touchdown was left and Garrett Bowles for all the struggles he had yesterday and they weren't all his fault we can get into that a little bit too he buried. I mean I'm talking buried his man on those two straight plays in the in the red zone.
2: Yeah, you know, every offensive lineman gets called for a holding every now and then. And I know it's held against, no pun intended, Garrett Bowles because of his pass. But, you know, as long as he's not being Cameron Fleming out there, allowing sacks and getting abused each and every game, for the most part, Garrett Bowles holds his own. But I want to see, you know, Billy Manti Turner, Chad, uh, excuse me. (laughs) I know it's going to happen at least one time. Just force a habit, Scott. Um, We haven't seen him. I think Loch Ness Turner is the best way to put it. He's a figment of our imagination until proven otherwise. And I see a comment in there by Chase Welner, which I fully echo here. Get well soon, Quinn Miners and Tom Compton, because boy, do they need the reinforcement?
1: Yeah, he, um, just watching Bulls. You know, he 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 was going to be credited with some of those sacks. You know, he had a tough night. Some of that's on Russell Wilson. There was two of them where I was like, okay, you know, five step drop, one, two. That ball's got to be out. That's as long as you have. You got your five steps set, one, two throw or go um and and that's when the, the sacks were given up that was not on Bulls. those two weren't on Bulls um you know yeah he gets beat but you can only, you're he did his job in those circumstances so it wasn't all on Bulls um he was getting some shtick in the uh from the fans last night that I was sitting around and I didn't make him feel any better well by saying well do you know he's the highest offensive you know cap hit in the entire league? for for offensive linemen isn't that crazy you know that's part of the problem zach um jay valentine coming in this is not gonna lie nervous about the raiders game next week they'll be desperate for a dub but hey we should be too hope turner's back next week for max crosby turner turner there it is again turner Turner. turner. <laughs> yeah I and hope if so he too. is back is he gonna hit the ground running like josie jewel did or is he gonna need a little bit of time to, to to get up to speed that's that's the question We're we're making these thoughts like this Billy Turner is going to fix everything. Well, he was never the answer as far as a, a, a plug and play. Oh, we signed a guy. He's a you know three-time pro bowler. Once he's back, we're good. He was always a question. And that was when he was healthy. So I'm not sold that the right tackle position gets solved with Billy Turner healthy or not.
2: Yeah, that's been my thing about him. The Broncos got rid of him for the the first time for a reason. He's always been kind of a swing tackle, very high-end backup to me, but we're we're relying on Billy Turner to be like the all-knowing, all-developing answer right tackle. I'm just so sick of the Broncos ignoring that position and trying to put Band-Aid after Band-Aid after Band-Aid on it. I hope he can come back healthy, but I think that knee was way worse than they ever let on.
1: Well, and, and one of the, just taking a look at this game, I, I went ahead and looked ahead. Um, you know, I was like, I wonder what Vegas thinks of this. No pun intended. You know, but like Vegas is just the the word for like the lines. What are, what what are the lines in this game? And you know, Vegas so far doesn't think too much of the Broncos win and two and one versus zero and three. The Raiders are a two point favor right now, which was a little surprising. What might have been a little more surprising to me was an over under of forty four points. Seems a little high right now, um, so you got to ask going into next week. You know, Russell Wilson and Denver Broncos, or uh, or Carr and the Raiders. It's going to be a show of young guns and old guard, and nothing makes these mashups more exciting than having skin in the game at my bookie. My bookie has super contests, survival pools, double deposit bonus. It gives you everything you need to secure the bag. Getting started is simple. Sign up today. Use promo code code Wilson twenty two. you'll double your first deposit instantly that's promo code wilson22 to double your deposit up to a thousand bucks with my bookie
2: hey guys this is not your grandfather's bookie this is my bookie so put your money where your mouth is and get rewarded for it begin your winning season today exclusively at my bookie and i think scott you know 44 might be a little presumptuous for the broncos They can't get over 16 or 17 points. You know, 11 yesterday, the offense is still struggling. I look for the defense to contain Derek Carr for the most part, but is the offense going to rise up? That remains the question.
1: Yeah, and again, some of the macro problems we're talking about, you know, macro problems are big, like killing you problems uh were penalties you know the play the play going in and for me right now it's the offensive line so the plays going in the efficiency on offense fixed it was fine yesterday play clock runs down a couple times a game that's normal um the penalties were cut down to five um that's that's really good and um and uh, a couple of them you know a couple calls went against uh against uh, against the uh couple ch- replay challenges you know oh well hack it's so over two, and he starts on that i would have challenged both of those too zach Um, that went in. And in fact, I thought the Broncos should have had them both also, uh, and Phil coming in. says, good evening. Zach and Scott scared the heck out of me when Russ handed the ball to Gordon at the goal line. Yeah, I get it. I get it now too. I'm, I'm with you on this. So, um, as the game wore on, it seemed they trusted Javante after he, after he fumbled, after he put the ball down at the three in the third quarter going left to right on my, my view, I was like, he's done. That's it. I, I wouldn't put him back in. Hell, not only did he put him back in, he he like got the crucial touches in the fourth quarter. That was that was a little surprising to me, Zach.
2: Y'all can see clearly now the rain is gone. I'm not going to sing much more because I'm terrible at it. I'll stick to my day job, but Melvin Gordon, that's the thing. You just can't trust him, and you need a running back behind Javante you can trust, and to be that that dependable backup, Mike Boone dropped the pass as well. So I kind of miss Curtis Modkins, the former running backs coach. I don't know what Tyrone Wheatley is doing over there with the running backs, but they have some mad butterfingers going on at times
1: um says hey zach and scott about gordon it's scary but the rotation of running back is huge full series for each back and yeah this was the most we saw mike boone mike boone was damn good on special teams uh on that gunner and you know speaking of game balls unsung heroes out there how about 10 punt, six inside the 20 with a 47 six average for corliss waitman yes fantastic he was fantastic uh i was curious i'm like i went and checked on uh pfs grades and we can talk about this and nick and i'll talk about it more in the morning too it's like i wonder what you give a punter that has a day like that It was like 60 okay you guys just aren't watching special teams then. okay that's fine (laughs) but uh because that was a that was a 10 give him a 10 that was a 10 so i was corliss waitman was an unsung hero hell he may have been sung i don't know what the announcers were saying or what they you know what the 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 local beat writers and stuff were saying but Corliss Waitman was a big, big time part of that win.
2: I think uh, NBC gave the game ball to Russ. You know, obviously he's the quarterback, but you could have made the case that Corliss Waitman was the game's MVP. You know, I mean, a defensive struggle, a field position type game, and he pinned him back and he really improved from a rough couple weeks. And what I love about this side of the ball, it hasn't been perfect, but Montrell Washington slipped up in week one. Dwayne Stook said, "I've had a conversation with Montrell. It's been addressed." The next week, Montrell looked a lot better. Uh, Dwayne Stooks was not happy with Corliss Waitman the first couple weeks. He said, I've had a conversation with Corliss Waitman. That's been addressed. And look what happens. He gets things done. I really, really like this coaching staff, Scott. You know, two-in-one record aside.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a... a, a...
3: Getting that just-right temperature or getting an energy-efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates.
0: Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children Paid for by America First Legal.
1: Again, they're, they're, they're a little more open about things. They're not as, you know, how dare you question me type of attitude. Um, you know, like, yeah, it's we don't expect people to be perfect. People, you know, say, oh, I guess you know more than the code. No, we're second guessing. They second guess themselves. I promise you that. That's, that's you know, we're, we're trying to be fair about things. But, yeah, second guess, they're never 100% sure about things. Why can't we second guess things? Um, but I've said that this is an easy, easy staff to like, to really like, and root for, and and hope that they succeed. EJ coming in. EJ, wow. thank you. You EJ. were awesome for us this week. I know we, we missed you this weekend, and we'll do this again and catch up. Um, because uh, you were a big help for us even by when you weren't there. Because that's how you've been for this show for the past several months, just a, a big part of it. So thank you so much coming in hot. Pink it says because you guys are keeping it real and making it fun at the same time. Zach, that's a hell of a compliment. Yeah, appreciate it.
2: <laughs> Keeping it real and making it fun. Put that in a well, shirt That's thank my you, that's Jay. my
1: goal. That's my goal every show. So thank thank you. That's a that's a hell of a compliment. We certainly appreciate you, EJ.
2: I want to give a shout out real quick. We had a conversation yesterday on the subject of uh, uh, what's it? Jeremy Sean. Yeah, mm-hmm. we talked about Melvin Gordon as well, and I said he said if Melvin Gordon goes off for because he's a, he was he was I don't know if it is but he was a Melvin Gordon supporter, and I told him you know not everyone's going to agree with me or Chad or Scott or anyone, but we're all going to give our opinion and tell it to you like it is. We're not going to sugarcoat things. We're going to call gonna it like too, we see it. Maybe too maybe not optimistic tell it like it is, but we'll call it like we see it. Be right down, down the middle, and people like EJ appreciate that, and we appreciate you, EJ. Thank you.
1: Um, Jonathan Figueroa coming in, <clears throat> coming in yellow. He says, uh, watch out when this offense gets up to speed. Best defense in the NFL. Jewel is a beast. I underrated him big time. Penalties and time management fixed. For now. Special teams look the best in years. Let's ride. Um, yeah, the, 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 the coverage units. I mean, it started on the first kickoff. I'm amazed how far McManus can take two steps. I mean, it's like, it's like a golfer taking half a backswing and then driving at 300 yards. I'm like, how are you doing that? He's hitting it to the goal line. But you couldn't have placed it in that corner, a coffin corner kickoff, any better than they did on a directional kick. And their, their returner tries to come across the field and he gets hit at the eight-yard line. And, you know, as I'm wondering, because, again, the gut reaction is so much different. When I came out of that game, I was like, oh, my God, this offensive line is atrocious. Uh, and before we came on the show, I watched it again. I'm like, okay, you know, a little bit of an overreaction for sure. Uh, There's some other things, some good things that were going on that you can see on the second viewing. Um, But my point is, as as I'm watching this game and thinking about it, is part of the defensive domination of this game have to do with the field position and special teams all the time. I mean, it seemed like this average starting field position was the seven for both teams. You know, the problem is when there was a turnover and you go three and out, or you do get out from the shadow of your own goalposts, and you take two sacks back to your own 45 instead of getting field goal range. There was some ugly in there, but my goodness, the special teams were good.
2: Yeah, you know, it I wasn't all perfect. Obviously, the offense has a lot to work on still, but what I like is the coaching staff – Nathaniel Hackett specifically is showing improvement. They're not staying in neutral. They're not going backward. They're not regressing. They're progressing. And they didn't, you know, lose this game or they didn't uh, win despite Hackett and his coaching foibles like the first couple weeks. Uh, They didn't have a special teams meltdown where they didn't have a punt returner back there. Russell Wilson got the playoff a lot faster most of the time. The home crowd, to my knowledge, Scott, in my ears, was not counting down the play clock too often like last week as well. So you want to see the improvements early on from a young staff. And it was always going to take more than a few games. But the fact that they are getting better, the fact that Hackett took every resource available to him, including hiring an assistant coach, advisor, consultant, whatever, is really encouraging compared to years past.
1: Michaela Parker coming here. It was so good to meet you yesterday, Michaela. Yes. Um, Get to meet you in person. And thank you for everything you do for us like this. She says, Hi, you fellas. It was a treat seeing you both yesterday, as to you as well. Gordon is a liability. What an atmosphere! Much love, and he, I, I'm, I'm I'm with you on this. Like he's a good running back, but what good is it if you if you can't hold on the ball? You know that's that's job one. Yeah, you run the ball well, you catch the ball well, but so what? <laughs> if you're fumbling, you know twice, you know t- putting the ball on the turf, it, it's as often as you seem to be doing right now. I mean, what, what's that? His fourth fumble this year already? Feels like forty. I know it's been a lot. Four is too, you know, is a lot. Um, For three games. <laughs> the atmosphere. It was it was unbelievable. Yeah, the Broncos fans got on the the offense. You you let them have it. Let them know you weren't upset. But when they needed you, you literally stood up, and the place shook. It shook. That was cool. <laughs> I've been in some high school stadiums where that's not so cool, you know, because I'm like, wait a minute, this place is about to go down. Um, but this one, it, it shook and it was absolutely spectacular. So, yeah, you voiced your displeasure when they were displeasing, but when your team needed you, you stood up, take a bow Broncos country. You you you, you played well. You showed up big time.
2: Twelfth man. Take that, Seattle. Uh, Michaela, you are spectacular as well, and she's such a popular figure in the community. Everyone was kind of uh... – rallying around Michaela yesterday. And we had michaela reception We had two Michaelas taking a selfie yesterday. So a lot of fun at the meet-and-greet. Uh, had a load of, of, uh, of fun with you, a blast, and I can't wait to do it again. Thank you, Michaela.
1: Boise man comes in and he's coming in green with a super. He says, I don't understand the Gordon love from the coaches. I'd bench him in Madden, let alone a real game. Someday I'll make a meet-and-greet. Look forward to seeing you there, Boise. I'd <laughs> bench him in Madden. Uh, yeah, it's... I'll tell you one thing the first big play that the, uh, the Broncos had was again, coming left to right. I think it was the last play of the first quarter and they're, they're on their own five or so. And, and uh, Russell Wilson was able to get some time and hit a nice long crossing route to Cortland Sutton for about 45 yards. Um, Melvin Gordon picked up a block spectacularly on the blitz. It was, it was terrific. So do I trust him a little bit more to be in there to protect my quarterback? Yeah. Do I trust him to be in there and protect the ball? No. Okay. So that's not a trade-off I'm probably comfortable with uh right now. But again, he he's he's better in the passing game right now than Javante Williams. And that's where they're that's where that's why he's in there. And he, he's he was getting more snaps in the fourth quarter than Javante.
2: Ah, uh, this is your daily reminder that Philip Lindsay never fumbled a ball one time in his career. So say what you want about him, but he was reliable, and that's the number one thing I want for my RB 2 So uh, tough break for Melvin, but at least he he was the hero in the end, Scott, not the goat. the bad well, guy.
1: Again, I he, he ran hard down to the one, but rewatch those plays, and you'll see Garrett Bowles taking out some frustration in that game on that poor edge. I mean, we're talking WWE power bombs going in as he's knocking guys over the pile. It was jackknifes He was he was he was a little mad on those. So I, I I I I felt good for him. Uh Andrew Baker says up uh Zach Scott and fam. That's all y'all. Uh jealousy missed y'all but a win is a win and and glad for that. MHL MHH for life. Uh, appreciate you Andrew coming in like that. Um trying to catch up on some of these um uh, Zach. Um unsung heroes. You know I, I gave one for me like I said, it may have been sung. I, I don't pay attention to the other, you know, 50 Denver beats out there to know that, yeah, everybody's talking about Corliss Waitman, Scott. What's the big deal? You're not special. For me, he's a guy that you don't come into a game thinking of. This could be one of your players of the game. So to me, that's an unsung hero, Corliss Waitman. Give
2: me one of yours, Zach. Honestly, a guy that's been an unsung hero for three weeks now is uh, Kwan Williams, the Broncos and nickel cornerback. He's he's so solid in coverage. You never hear his name except when he's breaking up a pass. He reminds me a lot of the guy he replaced in Bryce Callahan. And the thing with Kwan is he was always good like Callahan when he was healthy, but he was so injured uh, so often. But he's been on point for the Broncos and he had a couple big PBUs in yesterday's game. That's a good shout, Zach. Um, I've got him in my notes, and it
1: wasn't for his pass play. It was actually for his run defense. Um, so he's not afraid to go in, in there and throw his nose in there and, and seal an edge. There was times where he was almost the walk-up edge playing in the slot, and they rotated a guy over, or where they only had four down, and he was playing, you know, in essence, an edge position out of that slot corner position, and he was holding the edge and did a really, really good job against the run. That takes balls when you're a 180 pound cornerback out there, getting in there with the big eaters. So, uh, props to him. Good, good shout on him. And props to our—I uh, hate saying other Michaela because that sounds like, oh, you're the other Michaela. But you know, the Duchess was a Duchess. So that Michaela Israelis came in. It was great to meet you two yesterday as well. Michaela has become a big part of this community over the last couple months as well. Coming in green, just thank you guys for doing the meet and greet and being kind. We're not that kind. Uh, it was good to see the defense shut down a good team. They are legit and good. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I had talked up Garoppolo a little bit coming in as far as being, you know, a making this a better team in the short term. The guy's got like a 33 and now 11 record as a starter. The, the dude wins games. He didn't play very well. And part of that was he was under a lot of pressure. Um, and when they weren't, when he wasn't being pressured, he was being hemmed in. You know, you were not allowed to improvise. You, we're gonna hold you right here and you're gonna have to make reads and make throws. Let's see if you can do it. Yesterday he couldn't, he, he couldn't do it.
3: Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you your family and your community get started with rebates and discover what energy efficient choices can help you power what's next at alliantenergy.com rebates
0: not long ago everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl not anymore the Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names clothes identities and bodies
2: Yeah, as I was saying all week about Jimmy Orlovsky, I mean, Garoppolo, if you if you pressure him into mis- uh, a mistake, it's going to happen. And for him to go out the back of the end zone, bad, big, bad break for the Broncos would have been a pick six if it didn't step out. So, you know, the Broncos would have – it's one of those plays why, that the Broncos can't it get to felt year.
1: like it was a pick six. You know, at the stadium, you can't see that all the way down. They got it right away on the broadcast, but when you're at the stadium, I was like, I could see it coming a mile away. I'm like, grab it. He's juggling it. It's that six. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I was just never scared of Jimmy G as a starter, though, when the Broncos just rattled him all night. And that Bradley Chubb sack at the end, just to top it all off, is was great. Yeah,
1: it's it's funny. They I kind of say about Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory, they're, they're like your quintessential pass rushers. You won't really know they're there for three quarters of the game, and then they just come out and make big plays. They're good for two each every single game. And if you have two big plays at the edge position out of two different guys, if you have four big plays out of edge, Those are game changers. Those are absolute game changers, drive stoppers, turnovers. So, when you're getting two of them, at least two, you know, Randy Gregory got a a big holding call against him early in the game, too. That doesn't go down on the stats, but by God, it passes the eye test. And that's part of the reason he got that big contract.
2: He's been so damn good for, through three games, and I don't want to pat myself on the back too much, but a lot of Broncos country was hating that signing, and I loved it. He is what makes Azero Evero's defense go because he's putting constant pressure on the quarterback or the pocket, and if even if he's not getting to the quarterback with a sack or a pressure hurry, he's doing something with those long tentacles to disrupt the passer. I could not be happier with Randy Gregory. Kayla,
1: make just making sure you're paying attention, Michaela. Sometimes y'all get lost in the chat. And I feel like it's just me and Zach just, you know, just talking to each other here. So just making sure you're paying attention. She says, Who is this Billy Turner you speak of? Who? Somebody said that earlier tonight, I'm pretty sure. Appreciate you, Michaela. I don't know. We don't know. Um, let's see here. We got Jeremy Shons in here. We did get to see meet uh, Jeremy in person. So good to see you out there, Jeremy. And then um Yvonne coming in. Because for me on offense, what I understand is we are not using more tight ends and the drops. Well, part of the problem, Yvonne, is your pass catching tight end is one of the guys dropping the ball. Right. Um, you know, Okawabenom has not proven to be a reliable target. The other guys you have on, at tight end are either career journeymen or blocking tight ends or glorified tackles. Um, the guy that I think we're starting to see that you brought in as tight end has a, has a gimpy hammy uh, in Dulcich and what will we get out of him this year? If anything, there's a pretty, I'm starting to get a pretty good idea why they use such a high pick on him when there you know, would seem like there were other needs. They knew better than us,
2: Zach. I guess. Yeah. It's like kind of looking like a red shirt year for Dulcich. Anything they get out of him, anything is going to be a bonus. Um, another interesting side note on Albert O. Uh, I think it was Mike Clay. I can't remember. maybe PFF, but 100% 100% of the time that Alberto was on the field yesterday, it was a pass play. So the Broncos are tipping their hand completely. When he's on the field, they're passing, they're not running, and that's because they can't trust Alberto as a blocker. It's a really weak point considering Dolson's injury and Alberto not taking that next step forward uh, with Russell Wilson. It looks really strange
1: because his PFF grade is zero at blocking, pass blocking. So he didn't block anything. He did not. Block literally anything. Light. He didn't even. I'm not even sure he cast a shadow. You know, he wasn't even blocking the sunlight coming in. So, um, Mac Dog coming in. Mac, I hope you try. You you were you had a good time. It was great meeting you and your dad yesterday, and uh, coming in from Lubbock, Texas. That's West Texas for y'all. I uh, I've made the cross country trip twice by car, and it's basically each day is get to Texas day one, Texas. Is day two, and then the rest of your trip is day three. So West Texas is a is a is a big part of that state. And um, Mac, we're great, we're glad to have you here. It was great to meet you. So what's up, guys? It was awesome meeting you guys this weekend. You as well. That D was nasty. Hopefully, our offense can catch up, but the game was awesome. I agree. All three points had a great time meeting everybody. The D was nasty, and the offense has to. Start. I don't know if they're gonna catch up, but if they can get to adequate, you know. 20, 24 points a game on average, you're going to be really, really tough to beat.
2: Yeah, Mac, you were awesome yesterday. Thank you for coming out. Your your dad is super cool as well. Uh, When the Broncos offense gets going, they're not going to lose pretty or win ugly. They're going to win pretty they're going to win games going away, especially against the weaker teams like the Jets, for example. Um, it's going to be tough against Kansas City still, those kind of teams. But once this offense finds its rhythm, you're not going to have these one-point victories, you know, nail-biting victories. They're going to be a fun but scary team uh, for the rest of the NFL.
1: And um, one of the reasons you're able to have some flexibility on other sides is because of this guy right here, over here, that Plumb Bob comes in. He says, no catches allowed by PS2. Uh, and, and whenever they did try to go his way, it was like, PSU was like, are you kidding? Come on, Pat Sertan had his guy blanketed all night, um, forcing him to go other directions. You could tell Garoppolo did not have the confidence that he could throw it in a tight enough window to beat Sertan. He wanted to go somewhere else. And if I've got one of your receivers locked up with one guy, that means I got six that I can use to six defensive defenders that I can at least used to cover to the other three or four guys in the in the patterns and the routes.
2: It's really a credit to PS2, who's a phenomenal talent. He said it and forget it in terms of cornerback. He's going to be an all-pro perennial stud. But uh, three weeks, three number 1 wide receivers, uh, DK Metcalf, Brandon Cooks, and Debo Samuel, goose aches for receiving touchdowns. Brandon Ayuk scored, but I think that was on Ronald Darby, not on PS2. Uh, they, he he is as locked down as lockdown gets, it, but the rest of the secondary, even without Simmons, is really stepping up.
1: Clayton coming in with some stars says evening guys smash that like button and share man how about our special teams what do you, what do you think won the game for us defense or our special teams it, they worked hand in hand um because the, the the special teams would pin them in deep and defense would hold them there you know or maybe a first down so it was it was a a complete effort for for shutting down the San Francisco 49ers um and even on the when when they didn't get that touchback called back, um on the reversal the 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 Broncos were able to get out from the shadow of their own goalposts and move the ball and flip the field you know so again one of those things where yeah there are a lot of three and outs but when they had to get yardage and they had to get points for the most part they they did Cody comes in coming in blue super he says uh is Denver a top five defense in the NFL I think so um I haven't watched the entire NFL just yet but it feels like you'd be hard pressed not to be a top five defense right now in the NFL. So, um, if you look at yards and uh, if you look at yards and and points, I'm pretty sure they're going to be right in there. And then you look at the newfangled finale, you know, with all the, the alphabet soup of analytics, they're probably going to be you know DVOA and all that kind of stuff, uh, adjusted DVOA, DOV minus, DOV plus, OPS. You know, that's baseball. Um, <laughs> they're going to be they're going to look good. What's the eye test tell you? Again, that's right. what I said about the the uh, you know the top five, the points last year. You're number three in the NFL. What's what's your gut feeling about this defense? Is this a defense you can trust? Hell yes, it is. They're fun to watch and they're getting it
2: done. That's why I like you, Scott. We think the same. Very pragmatic. I, I don't care what PFF has to say, DVOA, football outsiders, insiders, whatever. I know what my eyes tell me, and I find. I'd be hard pressed to find four better defenses right now than the Denver Broncos, considering how they're playing. They were top ten in like eight categories entering Week Three, and it's not a, a uh, uh, an aberration. It's not a mirage. It's it's not smoke. It's legitimate. Azuro Evero is cooking up something special with the Broncos, maybe Philadelphia right now is better. I, th- I love what Jonathan Gannon's doing over there with them, but in terms of Evero being a first-time coordinator, missing some crucial components to his defense, and now DJ Jones as well. Um, bang up job hell of a job
1: get better unsung hero there's another one for you mike purcell when yeah. mike purcell came in he was moving piles he was he wasn't just holding the line he was driving it backwards um he was making plays out there mike purcell came in we talked about the depth of your 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 front three with mike purcell as one of those guys coming in to spell dj jones now, your depth looks pretty good as a starter. Purcell was a little mm, maybe, but as a backup, he's pretty damn good. And he played really, really well 52%, I think, just a shade over 50% of the defensive snaps yesterday. And when he was in there, he was making plays. So, another one of those unsung heroes from yesterday's win. And a sung hero again is the is uh is, is Christy coming in, KR coming in orange. So, hope you all had a great meet and greet. You know, I'm sorry I didn't get to meet you this time. Always fun to be in the stadium for a dub. Definitely miss seeing you all this year. Perhaps next time. Go Broncos.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of people at the meet and greet, Christy, can attest that it was not as good without you in attendance like last year. And uh, some of your merchandise definitely sold, though. Guys, if you want to check it out, go to HuddleUpPod.com. Christy designed the T-shirt for the female user base. Really popular, really cool design. But, Christy, we love you. You are a legend. And uh, next time, for sure. Yeah, next time. Come to England.
1: I'm going to. I'm, <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going. I'm going. That's that's the next Broncos game. I'm going to in a month. I'm going, man. Break up the Jags. Holy cow!
2: The I like the Jags now.
1: What they did yesterday. The, the Jaguars are on fire. That doesn't yeah. look like a win anymore. That looks like a good lord. You know, well, Chargers they, lost half their team yesterday, but I'll take it. Yeah, but they, they, you know, they. They beat the Colts, the pants off the Colts, twenty-four to nothing. They turn around and beat the beat the Chargers, spanked them. You know it was it was twenty-point win. So that was again. I don't care if you're not winning those kind of games, you are one of those teams. The Jaguars have stepped up into a team to be reckoned with this year. Almost like coaching it. matters, right? A
2: coaching, 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 baby.
1: Oh. Half a billion dollars in free agents and some top five picks don't <laughs> hurt either. It's fair. We'll um, but yeah, Peterson can coach. We knew that one. Venom Seeker coming in. Blue says yesterday was truly perfect day. Hey, thanks Chiefs and Raiders. I, I can't help but it just the wasteful of wastefulness of resources and money and these guys getting the same chances over and over again. Sometimes makes me mad because frankly I'm jealous. I'm a little jealous that that Josh McDaniels and Steve Sarkeesian keep failing up. So Josh McDaniels, if you don't know Steve Sarkeesian, he has failed his way up into the University of Texas job, and he's he's at best of 500 guy. We, I don't have to tell you who Josh McDaniels is, yet people still hire these guys, and they're like, yes, okay, we've got it, the missing ingredients. Come on, man. No. So Venom Seeker, you got it, man. It was a, it was a really good day. Uh, my kids went three and zero while I wasn't there, so a couple of softball games and a soccer game. It was a it was a pretty solid, pretty solid weekend.
2: I can tell you what McDaniels is. He's a loser, and he'll always be a loser, at least as a head coach in the NFL. But Venom Seeker, I hope you saw my tweet. We were talking about that yesterday at the meet and greet. Perfect day. Kansas City loses. L.A. loses. Vegas loses. Broncos win. What more could you ask for? Amazing Sunday. David
1: Wilder coming in and, uh, with some stars. Thank you, David. Appreciate the support over on Facebook. Uh, as always, I'm trying to scroll down and, and, uh, and keep up. And Jeremy Sean agreed with you on this one. He says K one was my surprise player and he didn't disappoint. No, he, and again, I, I put him in my notes for his run defense as much as anything, because that was one of the big questions we had is can you stop the run when you need to?
2: Yeah. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you could. And you kind of have to, you want to, you want to play effective slot cornerback in the NFL, you know, considering like what they have to do. You mentioned almost playing edge from that position, Scott, and that's uh, what Everett calls on uh, K-1 to be. And Bryce Callahan for, to his credit, he's playing good ball for the Chargers right now, but who they replaced him with is like a Callahan clone. He's so sticky in coverage and he's always coming up with that big uh, pass breakup or uh, a big run stop.
1: All right, Mac dog. And this is the scary part. Kind of like the first one it's, is the first game of the year is like okay you know losses count the same in the standings but some hurt more than others uh i made the comment yesterday zach though that people are starting to like turn the seattle seahawks win against denver into a punchline. it's like hey you guys suck but hey you got the rust bowl good for you uh but you still suck um mac dog comes in we're not losing to josh mcdaniels next week i can't wait for chubb and gregory to crush car <laughs> <laughs> Get a car crusher you know that should be like a you know a bookend of the car crusher with you know someone with better uh graphic design skills than I do should put him between those two as a crusher and a junkyard the car crusher that's who these two are
2: I like it, it, it it's really a pivotal game for McDaniels I read that uh, him and Mark Davis had a closed door meeting before he took uh, the press conference yesterday McDaniels so it's a rocky start through three weeks but there yes a
1: 10 million, 12 million, 20 million. I mean, fire me. You know, I, I watched, if if any of you had the misfortune to watch Missouri and the Auburn Tigers, I called that the buyout bowl. They were pl- both playing like they wanted to be fired. Fire me. Give me my payout so I can go do something else. So that's the that's the thing of it. It's that's so that's like I said, I'm jealous, Zach. Wouldn't you like to be that incompetent and get a
2: eight-figure payout? Fire me. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to be I want to be Vic Fangio, pretty much. That's my that's my oh. life's aspiration to be him. But I don't think they're gonna fire him. Obviously, it's a little overreaction to think that, but they're still paying John Gruden what? sixty million, 50 million. did they get out of that deal because of what happened? I don't know. but just interesting that things are already collapsing around McDaniels. It seems like he's a toxic figure as a head coach, but they are going to be hungry. They're going to be scrapping. They're going to do everything they can to save their season with the W and the Broncos have to be prepared to meet that challenge. I cannot wait though. PS2 versus Devonte Adams. That is going to be fun to watch.
1: Yeah, we'll see how that matches up. Um, you know, I would move Devonte Adams in so many places that you're going to have to mix up your coverages on him, you know, just be prepared. Um, you know who else played a little bit like that for the Broncos was Randy Gregory. I saw him lined up in three or four different spots, you know, between, you know, almost lined up like a, a walk-up inside linebacker, you know, where he's a stand-up in between the the 3-4 and, and coming in through, um, you know, the A-B gaps there in the middle of the defense or way out wide. Um, but Devontae Adams, again, he it's going to take a team effort to slow him down. But if you can do it to Devo Samuel, well – Devontae, uh, Devontae Adams might be a little bit a little bit tougher, but uh, they'll be a wounded animal for sure. And you'll, we'll find out. I said last last year about Week Five, this team is done. They have given up on this coach. We'll find out. You know, are they do they still want to play for this guy, or you know, can they see the writing
2: on the wall? Like, yeah, we'll just write out this year, and we'll have a new guy next year. I would keep uh, PS two shadowing Devonte. The, the, the matchup that scares me is Hunter Renfro versus uh, Darby or Darren Waller versus any Broncos inside linebacker. If I, I have a feeling they can hold down relatively speaking, Devonte Adams, it's the other players on that offensive car gets time. That's the key here. We'll talk about it as the week goes on. Obviously it's, it's, it's victory Monday. It's the aftermath, but mm-hmm. they have to get to car. They cannot allow him to sit back there and pick his, uh, pick his spots. Uh,
1: another unsung hero. I'm going through my, through my notes here real quick. Um, they didn't throw a pass in a red zone. That was a good one. I already mentioned uh, Garrett Bowles burying his guy on that play. that got the touchdown. Um, that one route you were talking about where, where Jewel was matched up on Samuel, he was lined up as a shotgun running back, and that was a wheel route. So you're okay there, sort of, but by God, Jewel, you got to get outside him and jam him. You cannot give him a free release. <laughs> You've got to you've got to get your hands on him before he gets past that five yards, or you are dead. Um, but that was a good scheme, and that's why Debo Samuel and and guys like him and Cordero Patterson are so valuable now. It's because you can just hand it to him as a running back. It's not an automatic pass play, but it was a he was the lone back in a shotgun and ran a wheel, which is a linebacker's coverage. But Jewel kind of broke down instead of getting outside and just bumping him. Man, if he had just gotten anything on him. Uh, that would have that would have solved that but you know ifs and buts and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm.
2: Inside linebackers get beat. It happens. You know, Mm -hmm. Debo Samuel makes a lot of linebackers look silly. But it's not that Jewel gets beat or Singleton gets beat. It's that they get whipped. They get beat so badly where their opposition is running five, six yards wide open down the field. It's like, is there anybody else in the Broncos defense who could have covered Debo on that play? Who could have at least bracketed Debo or chipped him or done something off the line? Josie Jewel, not the answer
1: yeah that was again that's a that was a matchup problem um that was just the way that play happened to work and luckily for the broncos it didn't go any farther than it did um the big play of the game the final play came down to pj lock you know and we're seeing that punch come in a lot more often these days um but i had noticed pj lock earlier on punt coverage patrick is another one i see with patrick Mm -hmm. And then Boone and, and PJ Locke were playing really good special teams. And it's almost like, okay, you ate your vegetables. Now you can have the main course and some, some dessert and get out there and go make a play on the field. And PJ Locke did too. So another one of my unsung heroes, obviously forced the big fumble, but I felt like he earned that with his really good special teams play.
2: Yeah. I'll eat some crow on uh, PJ, the other lock on the Broncos roster, for sure. The one we don't hate. Um, I I was a fan of Jamar Johnson. I was kind of mad the Broncos got rid of him, but I'm seeing why they value Locke and why two coaching staffs now have valued P.J. Locke. Not only, not only what he does on special teams, but he's not too terrible on defense as a safety. He holds his own out there next to Kareem Jackson, who's more of a dinosaur than a um, a comparable counterpart. So I'm impressed by P.J. for sure. All right, so I feel like some of the
1: glow of the win has kind of papered over some of the cracks on this team. What what still concerns you? As we're about to get out of here, uh, we're at fifty minutes in. We touched on it a little bit, but I, you know, our our audience kind of comes in and out a lot. So, you know, what still concerns you moving forward after three weeks?
2: We mentioned it. We agree about it. We have agreed about it is the O-line. You know, it's not one player of the other. It's pretty much everyone, including Garrett Bowles. And now, you know, he he's going to slip up, but we don't want Garrett holds to come back. Cam Fleming, to me, is so terrible. Uh, Glasgow at right guard or a uh, uh, gimpy Miners is, is scary. Cushionberry, like you mentioned, uh, Scott, he can get bullied as well. Reisner gets bullied as well. He was decimated. I, I can't recall the play, but he was owned completely. It's the offensive line. Russell Wilson is still too hurried in the pocket. He doesn't have much opportunity to step up and really survey the field. And when he does, he fires strikes. Funny how that works. Also, the run defense. A little leaky in preseason. I did not like the fact that Jeff Wilson went off for, I think, six yards a carry, five and change a carry. He had 75 yards, so got to fix those two things. I understand DJ Jones going out hurt them, but those two uh, concerns, I think, are still evident.
1: Yeah, the offensive line, you know, it's one thing if you're getting beat around the edge or you can step in, but they're collapsing the pocket on him. You know, Russ, we know, isn't all that big. You want to keep him in there as a defense, they're not just keeping him in there. They're squeezing it shut. And he's got nowhere to go on that. You know, there was there's a throw here or there that Russell Wilson missed, but you know, the 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 poor offense wasn't all on him for for goodness sakes. Uh Aaron Dickens, Dickerson came in earlier today. Sorry I missed this, Aaron. He says, Is Nick Benito a wasted second round pick? Why didn't we bolster up our offensive line instead? Um Don't know insurance maybe um you might not have bradley chubb next year you spent a bunch of money on a guy who may or may not have been as good as he is we're three weeks in and if you get 17 weeks of randy gregory you got a freaking steal yeah but that was a question going in um nick benito was kind of um, a developmental type pick where he's got the a lot of tools and again yeah he was a second round pick. You know, I get it. it, but as an edge guy getting drafted 64th, you know, for comparisons, there's guys that are drafted around him in a similar position that haven't—they've been healthy scratches. They—they they have been inactive. Um, D'Angelo Malone down in Atlanta is one of those guys. You know, Nick Mino's played about as much as him. D'Angelo Malone was a third rounder. He's only taken like seven picks later. That's just—you know—you're not—you're not getting the, a, the the finished product at 64 just because he was your first pick doesn't necessarily mean he was a super high pick uh that said i did keep an eye on him when he came in and i thought he did a much better job of setting the edge zach he didn't play a ton um but uh i thought i did think he did a better job of, of setting the edge when he was out there At
2: least he was active. You know, he wasn't a healthy scratch. And it Mm -hmm. wasn't a good look for George Payton. When Dulcich, who they took in the third round, he's on IR. Nick Benito was a healthy scratch. That's your first two draft picks in a a draft that you didn't have a ton of high-round capital in. I don't think Benito is a wasted pick or a bust. That's way too... Uh, knee jerk I saw some comparisons to Shane Ray and that was my concern initially but based on the the small subject size of Nick Benito the preseason finale for example when he gets on point he can be like a Baron Browning a a dependable for right now backup edge rusher and if that's your number four guy Nick Benito you're in a pretty good spot and all he needs is the reps he was never like Dolce they were never made for this year primarily for 2022 that's for 23 and beyond and i think looking back on it a few years from now we're gonna be like you know what they were pretty good draft picks um would you spend some money on a tight end and free agency who's sure oh Nick, i don't know who's a free agent it
1: depends yeah i mean just think that you know if there's if, if, I, I think it's a still a position that needs to be addressed um you know we'll we'll see we'll see how good Dulcich ends up ends up looking um but right now Ocoibenem is not stepping up and seizing his opportunity and and he's he's not the only one as Cody Dubb comes in uh blue super he says the drops need cleaned up. Yeah, they do. Those are those are spreading like a freaking virus around there. There's a rash going around of drops. Sutton has gotten them a couple times. Ocoibenem, Judy, Boone. Uh it's gotten everybody at this point and um you're right it needs to be it does need to be cleaned up cody that's a good shout on things that that might worry you a little bit uh robert oddison melvin gordon is never going to stop fumbling why the hell are we handing him the ball at the goal line <laughs> love from nevada he has a good nose for it he scores touchdowns um you know the old line the old buddy ryan line about chris carter all he does is catch touchdown passes um well that's not all he does it's not all he does is score touchdowns he also fumbles Um, and that's a negative and that's a big negative. And, um, I am I'm with you all at this. I don't, I don't want to see him. I don't want to see him, uh, getting the ball in the backfield in crucial situations. Um, what else you got? You're, you're paying. I, I went and did all the numbers and there was only like 10 number twos in the entire league that make more money than Mike Boone. That's it. And there was, there was like seven teams that didn't have a running back that made as much as Mike Boone period. So basically he's in the top 40 paid running backs in the entire nfl give him the ball let's see what he, he can do without putting it on the ground uh if you want to spell if you want to spell pookie on the brown panda coming in yellow if the offense doesn't improve but the defense continues to play lights out do we fire Hackett and promote egiro evro way too soon for that type of talk if this was year three and you're losing and you're one and two and the defense is starting to yap and gripe um, then you talk about uh, Evro might be an
2: ideal in term and then see how he goes from there. Zach. Plus, if the defense is playing lights out, chances are you're going to either be competitive or winning some of those games as well. And if you're winning, you're not going to fire hack no matter how bad the offense is, but uh, he has to improve. But if you look at the play calling, I like a lot of what Hackett and Justin Outen bring to the table. And maybe it's just recency bias because we had to watch Pat Shermer for a couple years, but uh, it's very up-tempo offense. When Russ gets time, which is so rare, the The ball is moved vertically down the field, not horizontally. They're not practicing incompletions in Dove Valley anymore. Uh, <laughs> it can be explosive with Cortland Sutton, that connection with uh, Russell Wilson. So, no, not yet um yeah
1: again not not this year too too soon for that but will evero get a chance at a head coaching position
2: yeah he keeps it up yeah for sure yeah
1: Yeah, he will and uh there was quote yesterday Uh, this one actually i think this was yesterday um bradley chump coming in um you know talking about on being together as a team and trusting one another um, he says he finished it off by saying, uh, we're just staying together as a team and as a unit. That's what we preach team first has been working for us. Uh, you can just see the leadership that this defense has along with the grit and willingness to win. Honestly, that hasn't been here for a while. I feel like we're Ooh. just getting our swagger back
2: shots fired.
1: Yeah. Bang, bang, bang. So that one caught my attention. Um, you know, that hasn't been here for a while. And it hasn't. It's the I, I can't say for a while, what I didn't see last year was someone willing to make a play. It was a bunch of guys that were afraid to not to, to get beat and you cannot coach like that. Not professionals, not kids, not anybody. You've got to turn them loose and let them play free and they will reward you for it. Yeah, you're gonna have a busted coverage and someone get behind you and, and, and give up a big play. So what, man? what, what do you have? Three turnovers, four turnovers. Yesterday, some sacks. I mean, it's it's more fun. Get these guys that wanna play for you like this. And and like you said, honestly, we haven't had that for a while. Big yeah, quote he- for me.
2: You mentioned that there were no players that stepped up and made a play. We didn't see that. We also see, like you hit on as well, coaches coaching the players to make a play. It was bend, but don't break. Play not to lose. Let's win every game 10-9. That's not the modern day football. That's not how it goes anymore. And that's why Vic Fangio's scheme, as lauded as it is, is was a little outdated for what the Broncos want to do. And like you said, I'd rather play aggressive and play to win and maybe give up that busted play or a big gainer or a touchdown then consistently be conservative and passive and and play not to lose i just don't like that brand of football and i'm so happy the broncos have gone away from that
1: there's a comment i wanted to bring up from david wilder david i can't find it anymore um appreciate the stars we saw that come in but i didn't see it says um you know i, I forgot to put the stars with my comment i think he forgot to the comment with the stars i saw the stars so we owe you one. We do. We owe you one. But Zach, um, I think it's about time for us to to get on out of here tonight. And yes, you know who is in here. One of our many Hawaii friends, Patrick, coming in. Um, Zach, you might want to give Patrick your email address because um, Zach, Zach listens. Zach listens to our show, Patrick, and he's yes. a little jealous of the the coffee hookup, the coffee, our coffee friend. So Zach, you might want to give Patrick
2: your email address patrick i'll drink it if you want to send it out man i just saw scott had the coffee cup I, I want that i'm jealous of that but the coffee looks and from what i hear sounds amazing so i'm, I'm willing to drink it if you want to send it but we appreciate your support regardless send but please we'll see you more addressed. in the nighttime too
1: so hit him up on hit him up on twitter zach's not hard to find um on that note um why don't you get us on out of here i was I needed a shot of adrenaline to get going because I tell you what, my 4 a.m. wake-up call in Denver—it's been a long day. It's been a, you know, a 20-hour day yesterday, and I was like, "Okay, I gotta go live. Here we go." But you know what? Getting out here, getting going—it's like uh, it's like a brisk run in the morning. You know, sometimes you don't feel like doing it, but once you do, you're, you're glad you're here. So thanks, everybody. Thanks, Broncos country, for giving me a lift.
2: Exactly. You know, we 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 love doing it and it's, it's it's so fun and we wouldn't trade it in for anything in the world. And uh, thank you for everyone who came out to the meet and greet yesterday. It was a load of fun preceding a, a major uh, Broncos, very exciting victory. We hope to do it again next year, even bigger and even better, but it was really fun in the interim. That's we're going to get out of here for tonight. I can't find the banner for the podcast. You know, where to find it though at the MHH pod and also the main account on Twitter at mile high huddle Scott on Twitter at scout Kennedy, note the scout, not Scott there and at Helberman NFL for myself. If you guys want some merch that neither of us are wearing right now, go to huddleuppod.com. Christie's design is on there. We have some coffee cups like you see right there, BFB, everything you could want or need heading into fall. Whenever huddleuppod.com, check it out and facebook.com slash mile. pod like that page, follow along with that page. And if you haven't go to Apple podcast and leave your football priest and the deacon, as you see right there, a five star review for a chance to win some of that merch each and every month. But as you see, taking below you, please sub, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans, just like you, Scott. Last word, my man.
1: Last word. We'll keep Nick away from the games. I'll be back. I'm undefeated <laughs> Broncos country. Uh, thanks for thanks for having me out. Thanks for uh, embracing me uh, into into the Mile High Huddle family. I've I've, I've had a blast.
2: Yeah, and the MHH, were two 2-0, by the way, with the MHH tailgates, you know, going on. So we'll make it 3-0 next year. We had a load of fun. Thank you all for coming out. Thank you all for tuning in tonight. We'll see you Thursday. We have BFB tomorrow, and then building the Broncos tomorrow night, I'm pretty yes. sure. Yep, and then Double, Wednesday. We Double dip
1: tomorrow again.
2: Beckoning the Broncos, Mile High Insiders, Thursdays, BFB, and then we're back on with the MHH pod. Have a great start to your week. Take care, and as always, there you go. Go Broncos.
0: Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos.
3: Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates.
0: Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies.